Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So on the last episode, we talked about Martin Luther King Jr. and the role he played in, you know, not only the civil rights movement and and even individualism, um, but also, you know, equality under the law. This belief that nobody should be treated, especially by the government. Actually, that's what the 14th Amendment does. It bars the government from judging anybody on the color of their skin, on their gender. You know, it's supposed to be blind, you know, kind of like blind judgment. You're not looking at somebody based on what group they belong to. Um, But... There's this really scary trend, and I actually wouldn't even call it a trend, I'd call it a movement, that's been infiltrating our education system, and not just colleges, I'm talking elementary schools, and and even the broader culture, and it's something I'm very passionate, I was going to say passionate about, but more passionate against, and I believe it goes against everything Martin Luther King Jr. preached, I think it goes against everything that our, our country was founded on, and even, you know, individual liberty and equal treatment, so this word or this term is called critical race theory. And we'll link to some stuff on the in the show notes because I know it's kind of a, a big term and a heavy term, but I think it's important that we talk about it. So this is a belief system and it's basically trying to change the way we talk about race in this country. And what I mean by that is it's trying to make everything about race. So instead of treating people like individuals, it judges everyone by the color of their skin and where they come from. And, you know, while this claims to be kind of like the new civil rights movement, and you can't see that I'm doing the air quotes when I say that, um, it has nothing to do with equality. It has everything to do with something called equity. And, and I will put a definition in the show notes about this, because I want to make sure that we understand that equality and equity are not the same thing. There's a great meme, I don't know if you've seen it, Connor, that it's like, it's like a group of family, it's a dad and two sons, and they're like trying to watch a baseball game. And it says like equality is, and it shows like they're standing on different. What do they call it? Soap boxes? <laughs> what would you call uh, crate, it? Crates. crates like, yeah, crates, yeah. right? And, and it has like equality where they're all sitting under. Wait, I'm going to do this wrong. Where they're all sitting under like the. It, it basically it's saying like equality is where you give people the same opportunity, right? So these people have the same opportunity to see over the fence into this baseball game. Now, equity is something different. Equity is where each of their crates are a different size because they're being treated based on their race. They're being treated differently. This is not equal treatment. And I'll put the meme in the show notes so that you're not wondering what I'm ranting what about. What is this? Right. I, I know. I did a really, like really the, bad like the short, Like the short kids have multiple crates yes. stacked on one another Thank so you. that they can see over the fence into the baseball game. Which they should be paying for the game, but that's another story. Uh, so <laughs> we won't talk about capitalism here. Um, so this is, I mean, this is collectivism at its finest. And it's honestly a real bad distortion of, of everything this country stands for. You know, it, it's being taught in many of the schools, which is a, a concern that many parents have. This is something that I think has dangerous consequences for the future of equality before the law, which is what we talked about in the last episode. And, you know, this this idea has been around certainly for a while, but critical race theory began to go mainstream, I'd say in the last few years as this cancel culture uh, started happening and it became common for people to discredit others who have, shall we say, unpopular views. You know, last summer when George Floyd was killed by a police officer without due process of the law occurring, in other words, he didn't have an opportunity to be sentenced and face his accusers and hear evidence and things like that. He was just killed on the side of the road. And of course, that sparked all kinds of protests and other uh, issues. And so last summer when that happened, 
um, you know, people were angry that one government employee could act, you know, both as uh, judge and jury, even executioner. But then comes the Black Lives Matter movement. And no matter how well-intentioned it may be, this circumstance was really hijacked. It was turned into something terrible um, that they used it to elevate this belief that our country is racist. They, they call it systemic. In other words, the system is broken. Um, that the only way we can correct this problem is through critical race theory. I, 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 I think of the Patriot Act, right? I'm a patriot. Uh, all patriots should support the Patriot Act. Well, wait a minute. The Patriot Act is about like spying on on people and and depriving them of their due process, locking people away who the government says is a terrorist without you know due process, without the opportunity to challenge it. Enemy combatants, all these things. And it's like, well, wait a minute. They call it the Patriot Act. Like that's yeah. totally confusing. Black Lives Matter, absolutely Black Lives Matter. But then here comes this organization with that name doing all kinds of crazy you know, big government things. And, but then it's hard for a lot of people to oppose it because it's like, well, I don't want to be seen as thinking that black lives don't matter. It's yep. like, well, just because that's the name of their organization doesn't mean that they can like get away with whatever they want. And now what, what do they want? They want to promote critical race theory. They want to say that, you know, the founding fathers were white supremacists, that, that we have systemic racism. And as a result, because the system is racist, we need to dismantle it, they say. We need to tear down capitalism. We need to tear down these institutions because they are all broken. They are all uh, racist at their core. And of course, really, this is a Marxist approach to yep. trying to tear down free enterprise system, trying to tear down the republic system, the constitution, and replace it with uh, these very leftist socialist type of ideas that that pursue quote unquote equality as we talked about in the last episode, but do it in a way that has nothing to do with equality. No, I think you're right, and it's not even that our government is racist for these people. They're called critical race theorists, um, but it's also that every single one of us is racist, even if we don't know that we're racist. And that's what this is where it gets gets me because it's like. There's no one, no one wins in this discussion. And especially last summer, but even now today, there were all these articles written about how how all white people are inherently racist. Even though white is such an overarching term, white isn't a, a race. You know what I mean? There's so many different things that could mean, but but it's still so that you know, all African, white right? Like <laughs> Yeah, it's it's baffling. But so that all white people are racist, that that if you say you aren't racist, then that's proof that you're actually very racist. This lady wrote this book. This lady is like the epitome of Karen, you know, that stereotype of the Karen. Uh, white fragility was what it was called. And it was basically, it became very popular. And it, it got, it basically just says that no matter what we do as white people, we're never going to be able to make amends or apologize for our quote unquote privilege and that that privilege makes us racist. And I want you to think about this for a second, because if you believe in individual liberty and you believe in personal responsibility, this means that you are responsible only for your actions, only what you do. Connor is only responsible for what Connor does. Brittany is only responsible for what, for what I do. But this is not what this is. This is telling you that you're responsible for the, the actions of not just people who lived long before you did, but your entire race, a race you didn't choose to be a part of, you know, if your great, great, great grandparents owned slaves, that doesn't mean you personally did anything wrong. But critical race theorists believe that that makes you guilty by association. It also places your entire worth on your race. I mean, this is, this is collectivism at its worst. It's racist, you know, 
equality under the law means that we're treated as individuals, right? Um, critical race theory wants the exact opposite. People who believe in this theory, or I'd call it even a movement, you know, they don't want you to be judged by your values um, or your abilities, your character. Uh, they want your race, your ethnicity, the color of your skin to determine, you know, whether you're privileged or not, whether you earned what, and should be able to keep what you have or not, whether, you know, you are part of the problem or part of the solution. This basically demonizes everyone who isn't a minority and tells people that they're victims just because of their race. You know, one theme throughout all of our courageous hero stories, again, we got that that Tuttle Twins guidebook, uh, The Guide to Courageous Heroes, these stories, you know, none of these amazing people let victimhood get the best of them. Yeah. You know, they they worked extra hard for what they had. They they were not willing to, you know, shift the blame to other people. And, oh, I'm, you know, I mean, we, we featured some amazing black people uh, in, in, in those stories. They didn't just sit around and blame white people for all their problems and you know, what was me? Like, no, they're like, look, there have been problems in the past, but guess what? There have been problems throughout all of world history. Am I going to let those problems determine my future? Am I going to let the past and the problems that other people have dealt with control what I do today and what I do in the future? No, that's their problem, right? These people pull themselves up, work hard, make a better future. And it's amazing. Those are the stories that we want to celebrate. But today, the exact opposite is happening. We have this victimhood spreading everywhere where People are blaming their problems on other people rather than work hard. They, they want to be entitled. They, they want other people to pay for them, whether they call that reparations or equity or whatever. They you know, want socialism and they, uh, they see evil everywhere. I mean, you know, white people just can't do anything right. You know, and like imagine Martin Luther King Jr. coming to today and seeing all these <laughs> black people being racist to white people. Right back then, it was white people being racist to black people, and they were in the minority. And now black people are still in the minority in terms of um, numbers numbers of, yeah. of black people versus white people in America. However, they're kind of, with this whole weird critical race theory, they're becoming in the, uh, I'll say, vocal minority at least. I don't think this idea, this critical race theory is a majority thing yet, and hopefully never will be. Yeah. But, but there's larger numbers of people. They're very vocal. You get all these black people who... You know, once were victims of racism, and now they are the perpetrators of racism. They are the racists, uh, you know, accusing uh, and oppressing uh, white people. It's just totally backwards for those who claim to want equality under the law. Um, but but I feel like ultimately the problem is a lot of these Black Lives Matter, Marxist, socialist type people, they don't actually want equality under the law. They want to weaponize the law to benefit them and their buddies. I think weaponize that that's a really good way to put it. Um, and, and another major problem with critical race theory is that there's no winners. In a PragerU video, which I'll, I'll link in the show notes, somebody who I actually got to interview last week, James Lindsay, he's he's kind of the expert on on fighting back against critical race theory. And he does a four-minute video that's really great, but he gives an example of something that, that I think just kind of draws the point home. As he says, so no matter what you do in this critical race theory world, you're a racist. And he gives you the... The analogy of let's say you're a store owner and you have a black customer and a white customer come into your store at the same time. Now, if you help the white customer first, you're automatically racist, right? You think the the black person must be a second class citizen. How dare you, 
you help the white customer first. Now, let's say you help the black customer first. Then the critical race theorist would say, oh, you don't trust the black person to be in your store alone. Why are you such a racist? And then you kind of sit there like, wait, what? What just happened? Like, <laughs> what? what is it going on here? So it's it's a really good video. I'll, I'll post it down. But it's it's baffling to me. And that's why this is I'm so passionate about this is because it, it scares me because I believe in equality before the law so much. And there was an instance a couple years ago with a professor named Brett Weinstein where he so there was a school. It's called Evergreen. It's in Seattle. It's very like hippie school. And there was a movement to make a day of what was it called? Day of something. But basically it meant that nobody white could come on campus. So it was the group of students that wanted to demand a day where it was only minorities on campus and no white people were allowed. And this professor, who's an evolutionary biologist, was like, wait a second. How is this not racist? I'm just trying to teach my classes. Why am I not allowed to come on campus? And this ended up creating such a stir, this email he wrote, that he ended up uh, not only getting death threats, but the police had to tell him he was not safe to go back to campus. And there are videos on YouTube that are terrifying. Um, The student body ended up locking all the administration, the staff in the school, demanding they sign a letter, denouncing him. It was very, very frightening. So this isn't just something that's, that's, uh, you know, a theory or an ideology. This is a movement because these are activists actually being violent and creating a lot of problems. And he ended up having to leave the school. Then he sued the school and got some some money from it, but not a lot. So this is bizarro world. You know, we we live in a country where we're supposed to believe that everyone is treated equally. And now, like you said, it's kind of been flipped on its head. We're now, I don't even know. I don't even know how we got here. You know, It's hard to keep track, certainly of how we got here, but how we get out. How we and, get out, yeah. really, you know, combating all these falsehoods with truth, pointing out that, you know, you can't fight racism with more racism. Uh, you know, critical race theory is, is it's one of those things like Common Core, you know, back yes. years ago for the parents out there. And pretty soon, like every problem that parents didn't like in school, oh, that's Common Core. Like, well, no, not everything is Common Core. And so critical that's race theory point. is a specific thing, you know, but, but there's a lot of other problems that aren't quite critical race theory. Um, but you know, I think what we need to do, I mean, going back to last episode, just calling out Dr. King's message of equality and just saying, look, we, we have a dream of, of the same equality that Martin Luther King uh, Jr. was fighting for. And this is not it, uh, but not it. it is something we need to be on guard for, especially those who send their kids to public schools, um, and making sure that this nonsense doesn't seep into curriculum and textbooks and materials like that. So something to be on guard for be watchful and mindful of because it is spreading like crazy. Um, So thanks as always, Brittany, for the conversation. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.